Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to this week's PR Moment Podcast. We're on a different tack this week. Uh, we're drilling um, and you're... You'll see why in a moment, while I excuse the pun on that one, um, down into one of my favourite campaigns from 2021. Um, we're going to be looking at why a charity called Snow Camp used drill music in its Stop, Breathe, Think campaign. It's a really interesting piece of work into how Snow Camp, a charity whose mission is to engage young people through skiing and snowboarding, ended up creating a campaign with drill music at its heart. On the show to talk us through the campaign is Peter Elms, who is a director at Alpaca Communications, who helped put this campaign together. Now, as many of you know, um, we love a webinar at PR Moment, and for about 30 quid, we've got some amazingly insightful content on the site at the moment. Do check out the homepage of PRMoment.com for the following sessions on top tips for TikTok marketing, the intersection of digital PR and SEO, and LinkedIn as a marketing channel. And thanks so much, as ever, to the PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So come on then, just, just um, from a, a relatively top line level, just talk us through this Stop, Breathe, Think campaign you did for Snow Camp uh, and what it was all about. Okay, so we created the world's first mindfulness drill track. And we did that to try and slow the spread of knife crime. Uh, on behalf of a charity called Snow Camp, who are an inner city youth charity that help young people ski. And I think some of that probably needs unpacking because in a sense, it's not, not a lot of that makes sense. <laughs> so Snow Camp, Snow Camp help young people and they do that through skiing. They couldn't do that when the pandemic was on. And so they, what they wanted to do was solve a problem that they knew young people were facing. And that really comes back to a story of a chap called Uche, um, who's a beneficiary of the charity, a young person that they've taught to ski. And uh, he has quite a powerful story. Uh, a couple of years ago, he had his bike stolen and during an altercation got stabbed. And that um, story was well known in the charity. And uh, when lockdown occurred, they looked, they looked around for issues that they wanted to address. And obviously having that powerful story with the charity, they, they thought, well, perhaps we can do something about knife crime. They turned to us as their PR agency. And um, yeah, essentially the this whole campaign was youth led. And so we knew that there was an issue that these young people wanted to address. We ran a series of workshops and ultimately, we, I know we'll unpack this over the course of the next you know, 20, 30 minutes, but ultimately the idea that came out of those workshops was to create a um, mindfulness drill track with a drill artist called Nito NB which we then launched on a um, drill music platform called LinkUp. And um, that got into the ears of lots of young people and eventually drove them towards um, mindfulness training and sessions. And uh, it's a campaign we're super proud about because it had a real world outcome. It was a bit unusual. And um, yeah, it didn't really involve too, too much, by the way, of media relations, Ben, which is unusual for us. Right. So we, we'll, we'll unpack some of that. But, but I suppose the, the core of it is that in essence, well, there's a few, there's a few streams of that, but 
one of the, the the main things i guess was that in lockdown a ski charity found itself unable to to do any skiing in it basically so so therefore it, to to continue its work it needed to find uh, another avenue to to do good in essence is that is that part of uh, of the story yeah absolutely so dry ski slopes etc in the uk they were shut and the charity still has you know a duty to look after and do its work what can it do when you can't when you're a skiing charity and you can't teach people to ski yeah that is a problem isn't it and 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 there was this tragic well this difficult case study of, of this kid who'd been stabbed um and, and that had already happened and was people were aware of that within the charity were they and so so that was kind of the uh one of the the, the main insights that that led to 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 this dual music and and mindfulness and 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 and, and using all of that to increase young people's mental health I think, that, yeah, yes, you're right. And Uche's story essentially had made, had constantly made the charity look at knife crime as an issue and consider how that they could do something. So that that um, that issue and that knowledge of that issue had predated lockdown, and and so it was a I don't know, an obvious place to turn. But there was there was a theme that that they were aware that that was a, a, an important issue with it within its um, within, within its youth um, audience that it was trying to reach. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, it's a difficult one to know how um, the impact that knife crime and fear of it has on young people until you talk to them. I mean, right. I, so I live in between Deal and Dover and it, it's not an issue in my life and it wasn't an issue for me growing up. But I was in these workshops with these young people, listening to the guys that teach them how to ski and also the young people themselves. And it's a real issue in their day-to-day lives. The fear of violence when they're um, just, you know, going to the shops or if they're worried about being in the wrong area at the wrong time. And um, yeah, I, I think hearing them talk about it really makes, it really drives it home. Just talk us through, through that then, because that sounds, that sounds awful. Uh, uh, yes, it's clearly something that you're not in, if you're not in that world, it's, it's, it's something you find hard to understand. Yeah, and, and I'm not in that world. And, um, you know, fortunately, I think, having heard those young people talk about it but okay so we were we were tasked with trying to come up with a campaign that would address knife crime and when when this came to when this landed on my desk and I I worked on this campaign closely with a colleague of mine called Jasmine Elgaban and I was really wary about running a knife crime campaign without understanding the issues and so without sounding too PR strategic one of the reasons why I wanted the workshops was to de-risk me us coming up with something that would have been really out of touch, gimmicky, um, just and not work. And I, we've worked with the charity for a long time, and the charity were quite nervous about doing that too. So, I we decided that we would get we would run these workshops, and they were essentially after work, our packer after a long day, we we invited um, some of the young people from London down into the office, and we ran. I, I believe it was three three separate workshops, and we'd sat down for two or three hours each time genuinely and um go through um the how they how their lives were impacted by knife crime and i know that probably sounds like an awful lot of time to be talking about one issue but often we you've got young young people there talking about they'll each have a story and they'll each have a number of people that have had their lives impacted by it so uh, you'd get all sorts of different insights so there would be uh, might be I won't give away too much because I'm not sure I can but there might be one young man that was particularly 
involved in it him, himself and wanted to, you know, was quite aggressive as a youngster and um, might have got involved in all sorts of horrible situations. And then someone else might just be living essentially in fear on their estate and not wanting to go to school. And snow camp for him was a space that he didn't have to deal with the sort of bravado uh, of um, of what it's like being a young man where he lives. And then hearing from some of the young young women talking about the impact that it has on their friendship circle and um, seeing how it makes people act out and do unpleasant things. So it was, well, I think once you've heard people talk about how real an issue it is, um, I, I started or we started to feel um, that actually, okay, this is, this is something that perhaps PR can um, you know, help the charity navigate this issue and there was something that we could campaign on. And it, we wanted to do something relatively serious and so we took our time with it. There was no time pressure from the client because at that point, we, they didn't really have too much on. It was the pandemic and they knew that they wanted to act, but getting it right was really important. Right. And it's, it's fascinating to hear you talk there, but the, the way the issue just pervades into every element of, of life, really, from uh, both from the, um, the, the different types of personalities involved, but, but also just, just it's, it's a constant, isn't it? It's not one of those things that clearly comes and goes you know you deal with it on a, at the weekend it's always there it seems to me and and um that's something just from, from hearing you talk that that really comes out yeah and i think they not i wouldn't say they felt hopeless but it was an issue that they felt that they couldn't escape and um i, th- I think you know not to big up a client too much but you do realize how important those charities are that um work with young people and do shift mindsets or provide a route out from the day-to-day experience of right. knife crime. Yeah. So you, you've, at that point, you've worked out there's a, there's a problem um, and it's clearly a problem within the, 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 the audience that the, that the charity wants to engage with and, and help and, and support. Um, so how did you make that jump from identifying the issue to dual music and then putting the video together? Um, there were there were two main things that kept coming back up in these conversations and we would they're all recorded and we would come back to them and think what have we got here for a campaign and uh, everyone kept talking about music there was one guy in particular that kept talking about drill and how it was a negative influence on people and you hear uh, media commentators talk about how drill Drill music for anyone that hasn't listened to it before is just a particular take on hip hop, I guess, with a slower beat. And um, God, I sound like my dad talking about that now. But yeah, so they kept talking about drill music and its negative impact and how lyrically everyone would obsess over the lyrics and they were inherently violent. And this this guy in particular would constantly talk about drill. And then there was another chap on the course because um, we talk about okay, well, what what do you think would work? What do you think? what do you enjoy or not what do you enjoy but what do you think if you were us what would you be telling young people to do how would you engage with other young people to get them to stop knife crime and a lot of this this young guy and a number of other people that we spoke to they felt that their mindfulness or counseling sessions that they were having um that they'd had a bit of with snow camp and at school they they were really passionate about them so they would uh techniques to um, deal with anger and they were ba- basically came to the solution within the group that if more young blokes there was blokes that we talking about more young guys had the ability to control their emotions that that 
that would be a good thing. Now, hearing that as someone that lives in between Dover and Deal and doesn't know this and experience this, it felt I was concerned that if we ran a campaign that said, listen, guys, you need to chill and not go out and be violent, that that's quite a patronising message. But if you listen to those tapes, you, it, uh, just because the solution makes me feel a bit uncomfortable telling people to do it doesn't mean it isn't the solution. And these, So that was coming through very clearly, this mindfulness element and the music at the same time. And then fortunately, um, you know, as you know, Alpaca, the creative PR agency, when you get those two things and there's an inherent clash between them, um, mindfulness and drill music, one of which is violent, the other is um, not violent. And then we're good at pulling together conceits, I guess, is the nice, is an unpleasant way to put it, but an idea that brings those two things together that's a bit novel. Um, was quite straightforward because at the time mindfulness was heavily associated with headspace and those apps which is an audio format at the same time you've got drill music which is music it, i was just that well or whoever <laughs> not to take ownership of an idea said just put those two things together that was the easy bit the harder bit was then finding a um, we're getting the charity to agree to it and then finding someone to actually create the track was uh, and someone credible to create the track as well, isn't it? Because that that was utterly vital. It needed to be someone who, who, who resonated with that audience. Absolutely, and and it's at that point that really um, you need people that have different cultural reference points to yourselves uh, as colleagues, right? Yeah. Because you you and I are not going to be able to answer that question, are we? So yeah, no, no. I mean, Liam Gallagher would not have worked for this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so my Britpop. Uh, you know, I was going to say context. I have no Britpop context, but my awful record collection was not going to provide a platform for these young people. And so um, other colleagues that have a better understanding of that, of that environment said, look, you've got to, you've got to partner with Link Up TV. And um, because that was the platform that these emerging artists, emerging drill artists were on. And they were amazing. And um, so colleagues got in contact with LinkUp. They pitched the idea, the campaign concept, and LinkUp said, well, yes, we'll back it and we'll help you convince an artist to, uh, to work with you. And that process uh, changed the campaign then because all of a sudden we had an idea and then, oh, my word, we're going to get, with LinkUp's help, they can produce with us like a really authentic, great video, find the right artist, create something amazing in content that, the young people that we're trying to get hold of actually want to see and listen to. I mean, these videos get millions of hits um, and YouTube is, you know, bigger than television, despite, you know, what the industry thinks. It, it's ginormous. So that's when it got exciting because I suddenly thought, well, we can't mess up the video if someone that um, knows and understands this audience better than, you know, a videographer does within that space they can do something special and that's what and that's what and I'm. it worked right it the track was went down well millions of people watched it listened to it and and it was a big success is that is that in essence what came about yes yeah that's basically what happened and amazingly the artist recorded in an afternoon the track wrote the track sorry and recorded it with a mindfulness counselor in the um in the studio and so he was up for all of that did it let us film it and they created like a behind the scenes build up hype track and then went away during covid which was a nightmare filming and created the 
and video itself and they launched the video had all the mindfulness contents at the end which was created by snow camp young people that you could link through and i think um yeah to, to cut to the punchline that has driven over a thousand mindfulness um sessions and snow camp are not a big charity that's a lot of people that well they're relatively they're the biggest um charity that teaches young people how to ski but if you imagine that's relatively niche yeah um and they're yes, not they a macmillan if you know what i mean yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. it's not cancer research uk yeah fine well that's, i mean that's brilliant isn't it so next time i someone asked me what on earth has um has skiing got to do with drill music and knife crime i can answer that question so um that's a that's a that's a cool story about how it all came about um so, so i mean how has the charity evolved because i mean it's it it's one of those now that presumably at some point the ski resort's going to open again and they but they've still got this incredible body of work that is related but sort of unrelated to what it originally did so is there presumably there's a, a bit of a bit of evolution on that yeah i think yes there has been um there has been an evolution of the charity to a degree so now they've got this program that they're happy with and it's successful and they've named the the program is named after the campaign or the campaign's named after the programs so the program's called stop breathe think and i on my understanding that that will stand alone as a separate branch now of the charity um so the charity group now ha- it teaches people how to ski and then the the mindfulness element sort of sits separate to it or the mental health and the counseling stuff right. so yeah real legacy without you know i suppose it, this is the moment to pick up the campaign whilst i'm doing a podcast about it but yeah for us it, i it'll be well up there with the work that i'm most proud of i think quite some time great and and just uh, the mindfulness sessions what, what do they look like are they are they, are they what actually happens what what, what what how does how do they work there's an online component for when people first come in contact with the content and they can um choose the particular issues that they want to address and so but it will be like a a 17 year old young guy giving mindfulness mindfulness coaching by way of video to deal with your emotions so it's a very easy way to get involved and then the next step will be one-to-one mindfulness um, sessions with i guess experienced mindfulness counselors so there's sort of the funnel if you imagine is youth-led content and then to i guess expert practitioners right okay during covid that was all done over the phone which is even more yeah, I mean, and we spoke about it before, but one of the the stats that is 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 a very sad stat that part of the issue here was that knife crime increased during lockdown, right? So that 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 meant that this whole issue um, that, that there was there, there was there's all there was a need anyway, but there was a an increasing need during uh, during those lockdown months. Yeah, absolutely. So as I understand it, knife crime stats increased in London um, during lockdown. Um, but yeah, sadly, they did go up during the pandemic. Right. Um, and just finally, Pete, just talk, talk me through how your um, your relationship with, with Snow Camp came about, because it's quite a st- cool story. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish Nick was on the phone now so he could explain it properly. But essentially... Nick, um, Nick's, we, the, Nick's the guy from Snow Camp. Right? No, Nick's, yeah. Nick's, uh, Nick's an alpaca. Nick Sorry. put... Um, that's all right. Nick put us in a raffle. Nick's a big skier. Right. right, so he really enjoys skiing, jumping out of helicopters and onto mountains and stuff like that. Go on, g- give us his surname, Nick. Leany. Nick. So he's like uh, James Bond, and he um, he I probably to earn himself favour with um, the 
ski world, he put us up for a raffle um, with Snow Camp, which is a charity he was well aware of. And um, I, th- I can't remember what the deal was, but as, as per usual, you sort of get um, dragged into, not dragged into, you end up doing a lot more than you say you're going to do. <laughs> and that, that went on for, you know, five, six years now. So, nice. so Snow Camp are great. They've, um, and it's been, when, when we started with them, it was all just about raising their profiles and getting them into the Guardian. And now it's moved on to, uh, well, let's, let's run campaigns. And, yeah. um, that's well, it's really cool. Nice. It's, it's cool that you genuinely won the client through a raffle. That's a nice, that's a nice story. But um, there you go. And what did you, um, you, you touched on it a, a moment ago, but the, I mean, yeah, it's obvious really, isn't it? But guess what? The mainstream media were not a particularly important channel for getting the, 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 the this message out to the target audience. But it, is that in essence why this was a PR campaign with very little media relations in it? Yeah. So the objective of the campaign was to drive young people towards that content. And like they don't read the sun, no. um, you know, far, far less people do than did previously, et cetera, et cetera. They weren't interested in backlinks. So it really, yeah, just boiled down to getting them to watch the video, which was easy when you work with LinkUp because they already have all those eyeballs. Um, but yeah, so we, I mean, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't get this story into the Telegraph. So there, there was a media relations element, but that would be for driving funding towards the charity, but yeah. not, um, not getting the kids there. So, so yeah, it was... Um, a PR campaign without media coverage, although there was media coverage. Mm. He says, and uh, and uh, and it worked, right? It had a happy ending. Um, it's always hard to gauge um, the, these things because of the nature of the topic. But but on the face of it, um, it, it made a positive um, uh, contribution to the the the, the, the audience it, it was trying to reach. Yeah, I think. Look, I'd be totally overstating it to say that it's made a dent on the issue itself. But yeah. what it has managed to do is get young people to con- a large amount of young people to consider mindfulness content, and um, for the charity, provide them with an avenue to um, do things other than skip teaching young people how to ski. Yeah, and I, I think um, that's about as much as a PR campaign, you know can do i mean we can't solve the world's ills but we can um do little bits now and again brilliant peter elms um director at alpaca thanks so much for coming on the show thanks man thanks for listening to the pr moment podcast produced in association with the marketeers network if you'd enjoyed the show please do review us on itunes and give us a decent rating